Hi there! Welcome to episode 109 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. The Nintendo 64 is known for many things, but its amazing sound production isn't one of them. That's not to say there weren't <laughs> memorable soundtracks, and this lewd, lowbrow genius comedy is certainly one of them. Hold on to your frying pan, because tonight we listen to the music of Conker's Bad Fur Day for the Nintendo 64. Yeah, that's better. Well, Matt, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm licking my wounds from my defeat, but I am fantastic otherwise. You were you were defeated in something? Yes. You don't remember Long Island RetroCon? Oh, right. I I don't know. It was all That's a blur. A, time doesn't really mean anything anymore. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. Yeah, no, we did a we did a panel at Long Island Retro. Well, for Long Island Retro it was all online, uh yeah. where we did a trivia episode. Matt was with me and uh he, he lost to Adam. Adam Schub, square painter. So the, the the challenge was well met. Uh yeah. I mean you you uh you make some good uh, trivia questions there, buddy. <laughs> I try. I love doing those episodes. They just they, they just take a lot out of me. I yeah, I can often. imagine. But uh we're uh we're actually here to talk about uh Conquer. We're here to talk about a wonderful little squirrel. <laughs> who, uh, who had a real change of heart. A game and a half into his uh into his <laughs> chronology. Yeah, something like that, yeah. It's a good time. Uh, I, I, I'm excited for, for this one. Um, so we're going to try to split this up a little bit. If you're listening to this and you want the full experience, um, we're going to post the, let's say, censored version on our regular feed because we do try to keep this show clean, uh, which is a physical impossibility when discussing Conker's Bad Fur Day. True story. Uh, at least for a couple of songs. If you want the uncensored version, just head over to geekade.com and you can download it there. Uh, or reach out to us and we'll figure out a way to do it. But if you're looking for the the full uncensored experience, you can stop listening here and move right on to uh, right on to geekade.com and we'll we'll get you a nice a nice filthy version for you. <laughs> does does that mean we can curse on this episode? Um, I'm gonna say. Only after the one song, so that I don't have to go through and edit out <laughs> all of the curse words throughout the entire Fine, episode. fine. Forget that many phones. I have limited time for editing this one. I know, so I know. Sorry for everyone for the delay in the episodes. The the hurricane threw me off, and it was a it just wasn't a good time for me to record. So we had to push it off for a week and. I sketch is going to be screwy again because uh, now we're behind and I'm going to be away next week. But uh, either way, you know, the show's not going anywhere. We're not in any trouble. We're just having some scheduling snafus. My bad. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's let's get let's dive into the the glory of Conker's Bad Fur Day. Matt, wonderful pick, by the way. No problem. I am very excited to do this one. So hit us with some history. Conker's Bad Fur Day was released for the Nintendo 64 on March 5th in the United States, 2001. 
and April 13, 2001 in Europe. The game was never released in Japan, which isn't a very common thing when it comes to Nintendo published titles. Conker started his life as an adorable mascot platform star in a game called 12 Tales Conker 64. The game looked to be pioneering in the realm of facial animation and was rather pretty for a Nintendo 64 game, but it lacked any sort of unique personality. After being criticized for being overly cute in the press and not looking to offer much new to the 3D platform genre, Rare at some point decided to change the game into something else entirely. Poking fun at their own reputation for slapping eyeballs on just about anything and calling it a character, and lampooning all sorts of pop culture from the time, Conker's Bad Fur Day was still a mascot platformer, but was now accompanied by all manner of vulgar, almost South Park-inspired humor. It wasn't exactly a sales success, as the Nintendo 64's user base had shrunk considerably by the time it was released, and those who remained weren't exactly the target audience. But, but it became a cult classic, and even got a remake on the original Xbox after Microsoft bought Rare. I um, amend the, the history script just a tad to say that while he started life, uh, I believe the character began existence through 12 Tales. Uh, a, he did appear in, a, um, uh, in Diddy Kong Racing for Nintendo 64 in his original flavor, and a full game was released, uh, 12 Tales, no, um, Conker's Pocket Tales for the Game Boy Color. That was the saccharine, adorable Conker, uh, sort of adventure game. And it's, it's not good, <laughs> but it certainly is a game that exists. So, uh, previous non-vulgar Conker certainly did exist in the world before, uh, Conker's Bad Fur Day. But most Which people was, don't remember uh, it. Yeah, most people don't remember it because, well, I mean, a lot of people remember him from uh, Diddy Kong Racing because that game has an insane cult following. But uh, if you aren't one of those people, like me, because I'm not one of those people, <laughs> but if you are one of those people that love Diddy Kong Racing, then you know you would have some experience with Conker, but if not, then, well, you're like the rest of us. Anyway, this game's soundtrack was composed by Robin Beanland. Robin had had worked with Rare for a number of years, with his first musical video game project seeming to have been the original Donkey Kong Country for Super Nintendo. He also worked on a ton of other well-loved games like Killer Instinct, GoldenEye 007, and Sea of Thieves. Before getting into games, he worked in film and TV, and relevant to today's episode, he co-wrote the screenplay to Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, look at that. Look at that. So what is your personal history with this game, Matt? Um, I was a big fan of the Nintendo 64, actually. I think it might have been the first system. It might have been the first system that I uh, I purchased with my own money. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I had to stop <laughs> to, to do something. Um, yeah. Uh, it was it was the first system I, I think I purchased with my own money, and I, I'm pretty sure I bought it secondhand. Um, but I had so much FaceTime with this system, and then this game came out, you know, towards the end of its life, and it was something that, like... So, so me and my friends, we would obviously play GoldenEye until our eyes bled, and then Perfect Dark came out, and we did the same thing with that. But when this game came along, I remember playing it and... Uh, like sitting with everyone like we had like a core group of friends that we just like get together you know and one person was playing it and we all just sat there and like in tears laughing at how like 
the jokes, the ridiculousness, you know, the the DNF jokes. That's uh can't say the D, but the F is the farts. Uh, you know, like that stuff. I, I but I, I re- it, it it left a it left a certain impression on me to say that it had like almost like South Park style humor is a fairly accurate portrayal of what this game was and like you know South Park was so hot at the time mm-hmm. that like you know you like you were just ingesting more and more and more of this crude humor and it was just like it was perfect like it, it, to, to me like it, yeah it wasn't a commercial success obviously it's a cult hit you know as we mentioned in the history um, and you know it's a cult hit for a reason you know there's, there's a lot of things that like come together that just make this game you know what it is uh, I actually, um, in matter of fact, I think over the years, uh, whether it was friends moving or getting rid of systems or whatever, I think I ended up with a copy of the cartridge. Uh, it's it's probably with my other Nintendo sixty four stuff. When you know when uh, when the fates align and I get to do kind of like uh, air quotes man cave slash you know video game corner of some room somewhere, I'll set it all up and. You know, I'll have like my four Nintendo 64 games. <laughs> you know, um, but I'm I'm pretty sure Conquer's one of them, and I, I kind of like it. Kind of makes me smile a little bit. Like, how did I end up with that? It's like the strangest, you know, strangest thing. Well, it's good you did. I I think it's a fairly um, expensive title for N64. Oh man, now I really hope I have it because <laughs> I wouldn't uh, want to have to buy it. I mean, I, I've been looking for the box and manual for mine for a long time because I think, I think I wound up just getting the cartridge for free through my job. Because right. um, otherwise, I don't know why I don't have the box and manual for this game. Because uh, right. I know I, I know I would have bought this. I was I I got it the day it came out. I just don't remember how I got it, and missing the box and manual for it seems quite suspect to me. So. Um, regardless, I, uh, you know, I remember playing it in my store and being, uh, like for, for a few minutes and then being like, well, this is, this is hysterical. <laughs> I took it home and had a really, really good time with it. Um, to, to, to back <laughs> up just a tad right loose. It's going for about 90 bucks and a complete one is like 175. Wowzers. Um, yeah. It's a little spicy for an N64 game. But anyway, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I I laughed hysterically at this game. I, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, had a ball. I, I didn't go back to it very often. And no, uh, yeah, I know the um, what is it? The uh, the the Xbox remake was super censored, which really bugged me because the music uh, they re-recorded was really nice for that version. Um, but the. Uh, the, the all all the the voice work and stuff there was I, there was a lot about that Xbox version I just didn't care for it had a had a weird flavor to it that wasn't really what I I it's strange for me to prefer a Nintendo sixty four version of literally anything <laughs> yeah but uh yeah I you know I didn't even check out. I, I, I remember when the when they dropped the the, the you know remaster or whatever you want to call it remake on Xbox. I'm a huge Xbox fan. I'm, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. it's like my go-to system nowadays. Hmm. And and I have no problem playing you know old remakes you know whatever. But I, I remember thinking like first of all, game was fun. 
but for me personally, it might have been only been a, a one and done. But I couldn't imagine them really, you know, putting the effort in to make it the game it was, like the crude humor and stuff like that. Because there's, mm-hmm. there's, uh, you use the word spicy to describe the uh, price point. There was some spicy stuff in this game, so there was, yes, yes, indeed. So I don't know, I, and but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't bat an eyelash at it at all. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember laughing a lot. I remember, um, I just totally lost my train of thought. Darn it! It I left. The train just left the station. And you, I was gonna on say it. something, and it was full of, full of meeting and. No, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, let's get let's get started, right? Yeah. Um, let's let's start listening to some of this this joyous music here. Uh. We're going to start off with uh, pretty much the way this game starts. Um, y- 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 there's a little scene in the bar that's effectively the, the menu uh, of this. But the way the game starts pro- proper is this uh, sort of little exposition story th- segment called Conquer the King. Uh, I am not a I'm not huge into A Clockwork Orange, but I've always been told that this is an homage to that movie. So... Mm. Um, Feel free to enjoy that if you are among the people who love that movie. Anyway, uh, I think this is just a wonderful little piece. It's uh, it's Conquer the King. It's going to be one of the, the the few that we listen to that actually does have some of the voice work in it. And uh, enjoy. Here's Conquer the King. Who'd have thought that? But how did I come to this, I hear you say? And who are those strange fellows that surround my throne? I hear you also say. Well, it's a long story. Come closer, and I'll tell you. It all started yesterday. What a day that was. It's what I call a bad fur day. <clears throat> there you have it. The beginning of Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Uh, and it's one of the most memorable and magnificent intros I think I had seen to a game at that point. 
Because he's just sitting in this throne, the maniacal look on his face, drinking milk and a uh, big old crown on his head. And... No? Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty magical. What do you think, Matt? Um, so I had to, I, I, I was actually watching the, the, the cutscene while we were listening <laughs> to it, so it, it really, like, uh, because you, you'd said it was um, reminiscent of A Clockwork Orange, and it just didn't ring any bells, and then the minute I saw the, the thumbnail, I said, oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's music, it's music that would, you would as- assume would appear in some kind of period piece. That has to do with, you know, kings and stuffiness of the majesty and things like that. It's a good piece of music. It's just like a... Oh, uh, what's the word? It's it's fairly cookie cutter, I think, for the the, the feel they're going for. Um, mm-hmm. But the voice acting to me is, is hysterical. I haven't heard his voice, I don't even know, uh, in 10, 15 years, maybe even more. <laughs> and I, I just forgot, like, the lisp and everything. 2001, wow. Yeah, I'm 19 years, maybe. Almost almost 19 years. <laughs> and his voice is magnificent. Oh, yeah. Uh, interesting fact, I had to look up who did his voice. Yeah. Um, Chris Seaver. Chris Seaver is also mm-hmm. the director and the writer. Oh. Of the, of <laughs> the game. Yeah. So, like, Wow. He does, Chris Seaver does one, two, three, four. Uh, I'm going to say on the order of 20 to 25 voices. Huh. Neat. And there's only three, three credits for voice actors. Chris Seaver, Louise Ridgewood, uh, Louise, excuse me, Ridgewood and Chris Marlowe. That's it. Oh, wow. He did a Slippy and Peppy in uh, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. And Slippy and Peppy and uh, Chief Lightfoot and Star Fox Adventures. Wow. <laughs> this is crazy. This game is much more a, a hidden gem than we maybe originally anticipated. <laughs> really, his uh, his delivery as Conquer is, is spectacular. It's, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so good. There's a... Uh, yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, that's, that's kind of all I had. Same. I was going to say, but we're here for the music. Yeah, <laughs> and you know the, the the song is 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 perfectly effective for what it is. But really, him him giving that speech is really what what makes this what really makes it. Yeah, like it's like, oh man, what what what's about to happen? Because you see, like all the all the other kind of like secondary and and tertiary characters around him, and and everyone looks like everyone looks like they're a character. Like, yeah, like okay, buckle up. This is going to be interesting. All right, uh, so let's move on to the next track. Uh, for some reason, this is appearing out of order, so we're gonna we're gonna flop around just a little bit. The next track that shows up in the game, if I'm remembering correctly, is Beardy Erm Birdie. <laughs> this is where you meet the uh, the Scarecrow uh, Birdie, because he's a he's a bir- he's a Scarecrow. He scares birdies. What's your name? Beardy. Beardy, you haven't got a beard. No. Birdie. I scare birdies. <laughs> uh, you are completely hungover at this point, and it's where the game teaches you about context-sensitive buttons, uh, where you know you t- have some Alka-Seltzer or whatever, and it perks Conquer right back up, and you 
go to continue on your adventure. But this uh, this is the music that plays while you are just unbelievably hungover talking to Beardy, who is a drunk scarecrow. So uh, <laughs> hey, let's enjoy. Here you go. some uh nice nice proper drunken trombone just a good time <laughs> like that's that old timey ragtime mm-hmm. um point of interest uh before bass guitars were a thing uh the low end was all played with tubas and that's prominently on display here <laughs> it's it's so perfect it um if you didn't tell me or if I didn't remember that that song was being played like while someone was hungover or drunk, I would have put that together myself. It just feels so like sway, like clumsy. Uh, yes, yeah. clumsy. Absolutely. Like, like I've got this. I got nothing. I got nothing. You know, like <laughs> that very Jack Sparrowy kind of like wave talking about things where you could be drunk, but you might not be. I don't know. You know, it's it's such a brilliant little piece of music. It's and that's the thing. It's there's not much to it. You get that like mm-hmm. um that very kind of uh, the, the drunk trombone, the the tuba bass, just like a kick, and then you get the percussion, the percussiveness off of like that banjo. Yeah, and it that's it. You know. It's fantastic. Yeah, it does everything it needs to do. It's it's uh, another perfect background piece to a really, really hilarious conversation that's always fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we we now move on to the... What, what you would say is this the closest this game has to a proper, you know, hub, open stage area. Uh, this... This is a long track, so buckle in. It's uh, 8 minutes and 51 seconds long, because uh, it's going to roll through like every iteration of the song that plays throughout the course of the game, which is kind of neat. Uh, it also happens to be my favorite track in the game. <laughs> um, I It's just really, really catchy piece of music, and I love it. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, listen to Windy and Company. Enjoy! <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so maybe making people listen to nine solid minutes of that song is one of the stranger things I've ever done on this show. But gosh dang it, I really like that song. <laughs> it's my show. I'm, so you're going to do what I say. bopping up and down in my chair the whole time because, <clears throat> you know, it's just such a catchy tune. I love it. It's so happy. Uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, I think the banjo part is my favorite. Uh it's just it really it really works well with the banjo, but also the first 
run, the first chunk with the kind of clarinets or oboes or whatever the heck that instrument's supposed to be. Probably a clarinet. It's just sublime. I, I freaking love it. It is. It's a. Uh, it puts a big dumb smile on my face every time I listen to it. Not just because you know, just I'm thinking about that, the old King B. He's like, hey, hey buddy. <laughs> Um. <laughs> he really wants to pollinate the flower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, right. Yep, comedy gold. Low but, uh, comedy yeah. gold. Yeah, just, just, just good times. Um, that song start to finish, or or at least what we heard of it, because you know, um, it's fantastic. I realized somewhere in the middle that I kind of forgot what happened at the beginning. So then when you were like, well, clarinet or oboe, I was like, there's a clarinet? You know, it, it just, it, it's one of these things where it just keeps evolving and changing. Um, but not, not in a terrible way. Just like, wow, that's a lot. Uh, I did really, I think I honed in really hard during the, um, the whistling sequence. Because I was wondering if they actually recorded someone <laughs> whistling. But it turns out it, they didn't. Um, but you know that part really stood out to me but like overall the the melody the the musicality the production is like mm-hmm. r- like impressively like great for you know for this just whole project so far like i i'm i'm really between the last track and this track i'm really surprised at like just kind of the uh the overall sound and like quality of it <clears throat> Yep, that's it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Spot on. I I, I I dig how it's um, it's just goofy enough, right? Like it's it, yes. it's very this this song doesn't necessarily have to be in Conquer. You know, there's nothing specifically Conquer's comedy about this song, but at the same time, it's like this is totally rare 3D platformer music. Yes. And it works so great as a backdrop to the ridiculous, um, uh, the, the ridiculous comedy that that goes along with it. So you know, just a just a really really good time, and it makes me smile. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Yes. So uh, really, this is where I start to kind of lose track of where all the things happen in this game. So. Yeah. Um, the next track is called Olay, and I know it is from the bullfight stage, which I just don't remember any of the context around it. I just remember it existing. So let's give it a listen. Here is Olay! <laughs>
Olay! <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a great tune. It's a... Uh, I can just... I, I keep thinking of the Bugs Bunny uh, bullfighting episode because, you know... It, it's, it's hard not animated. to. It's bullfighter. Yeah, it's hard not to. But uh, I like how it's not just completely straightforward. It's got you know a couple of change ups in there. Kind of goes all go, go goes a little up and down all over the place. So it's a good tune. Oh, I, absolutely! Like it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm a big fan of like flamenco guitar and and Spanish guitar and you know kind of that whole um, I guess culture. Mm-hmm. The best best word to kind of wrap it up. Um, and this really is one of those pieces that, like, uh, again, I think it's uh, a lot like the opening track. It kind of exemplifies the idea of what, like, you know, if you were watching a cartoon, this is probably what you would hear. You know, the, yeah. the very generic, you know, vanilla of whatever genre it is. But it's done very well. And again, I'm so impressed with the the actual um, character, the timbre and, and, and quality of the uh the guitar they used like the castanets sound like perfect and like i wonder if there was any actual recording of that or if it was like sampled and and synthesized because if it was sampled and synthesized that's freaking amazing i would just assume sampled and synthesized but who the heck knows man (laughs) i well, i mean robin beanland knows he he knows oh oh he knows sure other people at rare no mm, but we don't but, know and that's the problem exactly we are uneducated swine oh of the of the lowest order <laughs> <sighs> well let's keep going yeah uh, man this next song is called the old chap and i have absolutely no idea where it yeah i'm i'm go. right with you i can't remember anything beyond the bullfight yeah, I am. I mean, not anything beyond the bullfight, but uh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. I I just I don't remember where this belongs, but I think it's a good tune. I don't even remember how I picked these tracks. Dartboard. <laughs> yeah, because there's not a lot of tracks really. Like there, this isn't a very extensive soundtrack. Most of, mm-hmm. I mean, I would assume most of the uh, space on the cartridge dedicated to sound was for voice samples because you know we're talking yeah. N64 here, so. Things were condensed, <laughs> uh, but um, let's let's go ahead and give the old chap a listen to. Enjoy. <laughs> Bye. 
Boy, that's some that's some classic cartoon music right there, huh? Oh, hands down, so Looney Tunes. Like it even opens up with the the string bends, you know. Yeah, that is a hundred percent. Like this would fit right, just super comfortably on the uh, uh, the Cuphead soundtrack. Like this is just yes. right there. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I, if it's one thing, this soundtrack's really good at. It's like uh, it's really kind of painting an audio picture, like. You know, without having the game in front of you, without seeing visuals, or maybe even for that matter, even knowing anything about the game, you can get an idea of like what they're going for. Because I, I, we, we just joked about you know saying like, oh, it's right in there with Looney Tunes and Cuphead, but like, you know, it's clearly intentional and it clearly hit the mark. You know? Yeah, something slapstick is happening. Right. Yeah, slapstick. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a definite that's a word. No, that's a good one for it. To, to... I just have absolutely no idea what it is. I have no recollection <laughs> of this. This guy one falling down a flight of stairs. I don't know, but it's definitely a um, it's certainly a memorable tune. I should really get around to replaying this someday. The more we the more we listen to the music, the more I'm like, I think I'm gonna have to play this again. That means playing on an N64, which is not my favorite thing to do, but you know. I like that you you yawned right through that. I did. I'm tired. (laughs) I'd apologize to the listeners. My completely insane three-year-old daughter didn't do a whole lot of sleeping in the last 24 hours, so she was a real treasure to deal with today. (laughs) If she's such a treasure, why don't you bury her? Sorry. (laughs) I haven't used that joke in years. I am going to to, to steal that and use it (laughs) on her. Tell her. (laughs) I'm gonna say it to her. <laughs> She's gonna that, like, what? that and my what? Uh, my old uh, my my grandfather's favorite expression was I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you so hard in your right eye you won't be able to hear out of your left ear. <laughs> That's such an old timey thing to say too. Like yeah. well, that doesn't even make any sense. Like I'm not actually gonna punch my daughter in the face. No, <laughs> never, never. But it's a it's a good piece of comedy. And she laughs every time. Aww. Anyway. Here we Let's are. Let's see. Oh boy. Here yep. we are. Here yep. we are. This is the big one. This is a uh, this is probably the most memorable piece of music. Well, not even probably. This is the most memorable piece of music in the game. Yep. And uh if you are listening, if you were listening to the clean version, you're not getting this because uh nope. this is uh this is a filthy <laughs> filthy song. Yep. I mean that in every sense of the word. Oh yeah. We're going to listen to Soprano as sung by the great Mighty Pooh. If you've never gotten to this point in the game, you've probably heard about it, but in case you haven't and you're listening to this podcast, this is a boss battle against a giant sentient pile of shit. Oh, he cursed. I did, because, you I know, love when, it. this This is for the, uh, <laughs> All the, marbles? the uncensored version. This is, it, it's a giant pile of shit who sings opera at you and you yep. defeat him by throwing toilet paper at him. And it's, it's so descriptive yep. and... Just <laughs> like it's almost like they put all their eggs in this basket. You know what I mean? Right? Like <laughs> and what a shit basket to put all that in. Oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> his his teeth are corn kernels. Yep. Fantastic. He's so foul. <laughs> I I laughed so hard when I got to this boss fight. I could not believe what I was playing. And 
humor in video games is hard to to ma- to maintain. You know, sometimes jokes don't stay funny. Right. But this is still fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm just looking at just vis- the stills. Oh, man, it's so good. Like, the whole place is just like, you're like in a cavernous just pile of shit. Exactly. It's because you're, you're rolling the, the shit balls up the mountain, like the, the, the dung beetles outside and everything. Yep. It's so foul. Yep. And, uh. I can't believe how much they censored this in the Xbox version. I am going to throw my at you. It just, it takes so much of the bite away. Like, they didn't, they didn't go all the way. I don't think there are any actual fucks in the game. But, uh, there, there's, there's plenty of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, like a I whole level look. based on it. Here it is. Let's, uh, let's, let's give it the old joy, joyful listen the wonderful tune, Sloprano. <laughs> Enjoy. Great mighty Pooh, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. A huge supply of tish comes from my chocolate starfish. How about some scat, you little twat? some more caviar. Your butt. 
My butt. Your butt. That's right, my butt. Ugh. My butt. Ugh. My butt. <laughs> <laughs> Thought a good little squirrel like you could destroy my beautiful clagginess. Oh, I'm going! Oh, ah, no! Ah! <laughs> now that's what I call a bowel movement. <laughs> it's so sophomoric. It is, but it's also so genius because, uh, well, I mean, the the thing of it is, is this is a fully musical boss battle, and it's yep. all the music is like kind of interactive while you're going along, and so listening to it's one thing, but then just remembering what it felt like to play it while it was happening is it was a really remarkably effective experience, and genuinely hysterical. <laughs> oh, absolutely, like. Some I was I was looking at images again just to kind of refresh, and uh, someone had done a hand drawing of him, and they basically made him look like Slimer, except made out of shit. <laughs> and and I was like, yeah, that's that's fairly accurate. Um, another point of interest, uh, the guy who did this uh, singing voice, of course. Now I close the page, like a dullard. Um, so. The thing I'm noticing, and, and this ties in, I'm not getting away from it. The thing I'm noticing, Chris Marlowe. Chris Marlowe was the uh, voice for uh, Mighty The Poo. Great Mighty Pooh. Great Mighty Pooh, yeah. And and so I thought, well, this guy's clearly a voice actor. Let me see what other stuff he's done. He hasn't done anything. He's only done The Great and Mighty <laughs> Pooh. And then here's the craziest part. All his other credits are video game software work. So he's worked on Perfect Dark, Conquers, Bad for a Day, uh, Live and Reloaded, and Connect Sports Season 2, of all things. So this game is essentially all in-house. Like, mm-hmm. they had a software engineer who just happened to, you know, sing operatically. You know what I mean? Like, that. what are the chances? And then the co-writer's like, yeah, I could do, like, 40 voices. <laughs> and then the guy who co-writes is like, oh, I'll do all this. I'll do the soundtrack. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Like, what are the chances? Unless, of course, obviously it was by pre-design. You know, they sat around. They're like, well, you know, you know, you, you get kind of ripped with your friends and you start doing 
you know, all funny things, and all of a sudden it becomes a thing, like an in-joke, or worse yet, it becomes a video game. You know what I mean? Oh, also, uh, and another side note, the, the the third voice actor, or in this case, actress, Louise Ridgewood, Ridgeway, excuse me, she's another one that's uh, art department. She did. She hmm. did. She's the cutscene artist for Conquer's Bad for a day. She also worked on uh, Viva Pinata, Trouble in Paradise, Banjo and Kazooie, Nuts and Bolts, and Connect Sports Season Two. <laughs> Yay! It's so interesting. It's it's just yeah. It's just very interesting to me because I'm so used to like having a small production company, and it's like you know I went to school for sound editing and engineering, so I do like the audio, the post audio, but I also write the scripts and i also direct so you know i know what it is to have like a really small skeleton crew and then everyone swaps hats and stuff i just mm-hmm. never thought you'd see that like from a rareware game something as big as rareware on a system you know or or for a company as big as nintendo pure genius does this mean we can keep cursing or was it just for that one yeah, let's let's uh, now let's rein it back in oh. here we are back to normal i like how i had the opportunity to curse and i I think I dropped one S bomb and that was it. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. We'll have to guest on guest on Stone Age Gamer again to to get your potty potty language out. Oh, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> so the next song is called "The Uggas." Uh, <laughs> I, I vaguely remember this one, um, but it's a it's I really like the tune. It's and it's also starts off with a joke. So uh, here we go. Let's listen to the Uggas. Enjoy. Hey, Maestro, don't you think that's a little bit too dramatic? Can you give me something with a bit more of a beat? (laughs) Yeah, that's better.
And that's the Uggas. You thought I was done making you listen to that song, but then it came back. <laughs> but it's so delightful. It it really is. It really is. I don't have a ton to say about it. I like the joke in the beginning. Uh, I like the... Uh, it kind of... I'm trying to think of other songs and video games that this reminds me of, and it just brings me back to that... Um, a Sonic Adventure song of the uh, the ruins or whatever. I I enjoy listening to it. I enjoy pretty much every flavor of this main tune. I like how uh, I like it when games do reprisals like that, where there's a this is this is kind of like its theme, and then it comes back to this over and over again. Yeah, it's, it's good times. I dig it. I like it. Um, something that kind of like just pops into my head while I, I let my brain wander. Uh, listening to this was this is a song that barring the joke at the beginning very easily could have appeared on uh like any of the donkey kongs i feel like mm-hmm. and it's just it now i don't know if that's to say like the caliber of musicality and composition and everything is like you know on par with someone like david wise if you want to say like you know hey you know your your work is as good as you know this very established human being um or you know or or if it's just kind of a testament to like how how and why this game is called like why it's a diamond in the rough so to speak for so many people just Mm -hmm. like just just the sheer man just like the sheer uh quality of these tracks that we're listening to like you know what you you may not have enjoyed the game it may have been too crude for you but like the soundtrack like is like a force to be reckoned with. I'm, I'm, I'm doing some like you know, uh, kind of um, uh, half, half-hearted searches on the internet for stuff, and I stumbled upon a special edition vinyl of this, which is sold out everywhere. It's it, it came out like 2017 or something, and it's sold out everywhere. But I'm like in my head, I'm like I could absolutely throw this on the record player and listen to this. Uh, this music is just that just that good yeah i would agree it's a it is a pretty pretty ding dang high quality soundtrack (laughs) oh someone someone made a uh a fake cover to an album for uh the great and mighty poo and it's called pooverati and the (laughs) album is called his greatest (laughs) s-h-t-t-s i yeah yep that's yeah, yep. <laughs> that's great. Yep, that should really be a thing. All right, so let let us continue. Yes, please. Now that the Uggas are behind us, let's go with Rock Solid, which I think is the music that plays in the club scene. I don't remember. God, it's been so long since I played the end of this game. I really don't even remember most of it. But let's give it a listen. Here's Rock Solid from Conquer's Bad for a Day. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Well, that was some club music. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I kind of looked up uh, this stage because uh, this was the stage where you like roll thing, you roll the rock guys around, and uh, you're, you're trying to get Candy. Right, Candy is the girlfriend's name. I don't remember. You're trying to get her out of the the dancing cage, and uh, you get drunk and pee all over the place. <laughs> Isn't her name Barry? Barry, that's it. I'm thinking yeah. of Candy Kong from Donkey Kong Country, who's effectively the same character design, As except they're a, interchangeable, except an ape instead of a squirrel. Uh, yeah, the um, this certainly is club music. <laughs> Um, so this, this... Let me personally apologize to Ferg, because I know he listens to this this uh, podcast, and I know he won't particularly care for that track that went on for six minutes and 15 seconds. So, Ferg, I- I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure he's fast-forwarded it. Um... <laughs> sure he's best by now. Or asleep, I don't know, one or the other. At the wheel, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Wake up, Ferg, wake up! You're driving to work, dude. Um, no, uh... To, to further insult him, I guess I suppose this information. This is very similar to that opening, that very famous opening scene from Blade with the song Confusion by New Order. It's like, it's, I, I feel as though that's what they were attempting to emulate. Like this idea, mm. like, like that's a club banger. We're going to do that one, you know? And I think mm. they did a pretty spot on job. Like it's, it's very in league with like the early to mid 90s techno dance scene that was kind of happening. Uh, Sandstorm by Duraid, um, Confusion by New Order, stuff like that. I, I was I was kind of into that sort of stuff, so, you know. <clears throat> so, anyway, yeah, it's a good song. I mean, I'm a fan. I, I like electronic music, uh, so you know, I'm I'm digging that. I didn't not enjoy it. I, it's uh, <laughs> there's nothing like I a can't double think of negative thing in particular about it that's that's memorable, but uh. I I did I do I do enjoy the track. It's still playing in Thank my you. head actually. I still hear it. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I think it says more about me than, than really anything else, but <laughs> that aside. <laughs> All right, we've got a couple of left. So uh let's move on to the next track. Um yeah, there aren't any more that are quite as long as that. So uh the next song is called Surf Punks, and I have no memory of it at all, but I liked the name, so I picked it. So here's two minutes and 12 seconds of a song called Surf Punks. Enjoy! Thank you. 
completely insane to me that an N64 game sounds like this. As soon as it started, I was like, oh right, the lava surfing level. Uh, but for, for, I'm, I'm looking into it, and it seems that this they had uh, come up with a way for the N64 cartridge to support MP3 playback, which is what this has to be, because this doesn't sound like N64 music. Right. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a like a real deal, engineered and produced in a in a studio track. Mm-hmm. Um, not what I when uh, not what I expected when when I read the title Surf Punks. I thought I was going to hear something. I don't know more. I don't know uh, Dead Kennedys. More surf rock. Yeah, m- maybe more surf surf rock or maybe some Dead Kennedys. I don't know. The first thing I thought was uh, Surf Nazis Must Die or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I'm just that guy, but. I mean, a, a good track nonetheless. Um, yeah, and it's, it, it might have an unfair advantage if it is in fact an MP3 and it you know was engineered in the studio. But I mean, nonetheless, like it fits in and it 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 rolls with like um, excuse me, everything that this game has kind of uh, put forth thus far. Yeah. No, I I would agree. Like it is definitely a lot more live quote-unquote real music sounding than uh, than most of what else we've heard mm-hmm. so far, but at the same time, it does fit this game's, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This this game's whole style of doing... It, it not having a specific style, you know? It, it mimics all these different kinds of styles right. throughout the course of the game, and thus the, the, the music just stylistically changes dramatically as you go along. I really liked this track. I really liked the, the 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 drum solo and stuff. I I thought this one was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it um, yeah, it, it exactly what you said. The game the game is moving in different directions. Uh, never far from its kind of um, its like center pole, so to speak. But it all it all really works. And this is just and again another piece of music that is. Um, just exemplary of how like I don't even know like the minds at work you know to kind of put this whole wacky package together of Conker's Bad Fur Day like if, if you and said it that is a wacky package yeah if you said that to someone like I got a title for a game okay Conker's Bad Fur Day like what's the game about it's like what do you think it's about <laughs> you know very like cause I guarantee you're wrong yeah I guarantee you're wrong yeah exactly <sighs> All right. Uh, well, we're up to our, our last track of the evening, and that's going to be Enter the Vertex, which is the Matrix-themed level. Yep. <laughs> this joke got this joke got got, got dated pretty fast, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's still a good time. So let's uh, let's give the music a listen. Here's Enter the Vertex. Enjoy. Thank you. 
kind of cracks me up because it's just like it is just going through the motions of trying to like it's like okay here's the, here's the matrix here's the matrix music and go yeah <laughs> let's just make, make that not matrix and the weird little pipe swooshy sound that they've <laughs> yeah it's it, it yeah it's just like it is such a hilarious a, a, a more or less lampooning of that song like they're really just going through the steps like and now what do they do they do this cool let's do that like just a lampooning of that right. specific style of music uh really on the nose and i'm i'm assuming that uh th- that was all intentional in this piece of music to not just be a because it's it's so much less of a a proper intelligent homage to uh, the the types of music that they've they've paid attention to throughout the course of the soundtrack. This is just like by the numbers. This is wh- these are all the effects they did in the Matrix. So let's just do that, and uh, I it makes me chuckle. I think it's pretty great. How close can we get to the sun without being burnt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is definitely um, yeah. This is definitely that. You're absolutely right. Like they took a left turn. We're making a left turn. Like. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, but yeah, in the in the idea, in in the interest of lampooning and stuff, because again, at the top, you know, they they're talking about how the game was very meta and it lampooned rareware, you know, proper, uh, and and of course all the stuff, you know, the pop culture of of the time. I mean, The Matrix is probably the huge, biggest movie of it uh, at that time, like mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think it's still lampoon you know it's it's cemented itself in pop culture with you know bullet time backbend and and things like that i could dodge bullets i know kung fu you know like that kind of stuff is so still like lampoon to this day so yeah you know you you take the shots at the big boys you know you're gonna make fun of everything you're gonna you're gonna make fun of the big boys so mm-hmm. so you know you, you you go big or go home so they 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 tore this song apart <laughs> just to just to make sure well, it's it's a it's a fun one. I uh, I liked it, and that's kind of that's that's where we're gonna end it for for the evening. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, uh, again, if you uh, enjoyed this one and you were just you were listening to the the squeaky clean version, feel free to jump over to uh, our uh, the Geekade feed, Geekade website, and uh, you can get the uncensored episode with the great mighty poo song which was skipped over for for that version but we're gonna call it that's our show join us next time when it's my pick Mm -hmm. we're gonna stick with rare but move in a very Mm -hmm. different direction as we slither our way through the amazing Uh soundtrack of snake rattle and roll nes by david wise this recently got announced that it's coming on vinyl and i want it so bad but i can't justify the money for it also, I, I have weird feelings about buying NES soundtracks on vinyl because it's like 
it's you, you, you listen to vinyl and it's kind of like listening to a you know it, it's this analog more more true to the original sound almost right it, it, there's there's this degree of it because you you play real instruments and that's how it goes but when you listen to snake rattle and roll on NES like it is digital is its purest form so listening to it on vinyl seems a little bit weird to me but a soundtrack as good as this I really love this game and I love its soundtrack so I cannot wait to uh to to blow through it again for what it's worth if if we're talking about ordering or excuse me purchasing uh video game soundtracks on vinyl um I, I'll agree with you, but I think for a very different reason. I find that when I listen to um, the soundtrack proper, the song's just not long enough for me. And it bothers me because I know a lot of the stuff, I won't say a lot of stuff, there's a good portion of the material that's been made over the years for video games that are loops. And I feel like, you know, they're going to, oh, we're going to do like a three minute loop and call it a day. But sometimes I'm like, I uh, you know it's it's a video game soundtrack. I think if you're if you're if you're signing up for that, you you know you get the idea like it's going to be a loop. I feel like they could do some loops for five minutes and it wouldn't be problematic. So I, I kind of I walk away feeling a little gypped, I suppose. Like hmm. you know, I, I got the the Metroid vinyl, fantastic. It sounds amazing. Everything's just a little too short for me. You know, I spent hmm. X amount of dollars on it. And I think you could have could have looped it like twice come on you know what i mean so what else is weird about the the snake rattle and roll vinyl though uh like yeah the the songs are i i i looked at it i thought so it's like it's it's a full-sized record right uh Mm -hmm. there's not that much music in the game so what else is on it and the second side is the genesis soundtrack which i didn't realize david wise had done uh he tweeted about it and i was just like wait he did the genesis version because i've played a little bit of the genesis well the mega drive version because it didn't come out in america as far as i know uh and because i love snake rattle and roll and i played it and i thought like well this music's all right it's not as good as the nes stuff though and i still feel that way even though i now know david wise did it but um yeah it's weird that the game got a whole new soundtrack for the genesis um by the same composer. Why? <laughs> I always thought it was weird. I mean, we're getting way the hell off topic, but I always thought it was weird that just, you you know, kind of in the early stages of video gaming and stuff, that there were just different versions of games. Yeah, true. Like, I don't know. I, I know that everyone wanted to stand out. You know, they wanted their mm-hmm. own thing and stand out. But at the same, you know, here we are, however many years later, and it's like... Oh, you know, I play this game on uh, Xbox. Oh, I, I'm I play it on PlayStation. I just have a new PlayStation player, and it's like same game. You know, everybody has the same. Yeah, game yeah, experience. they're nearly identical. Well, and they were it was the same game on vastly different hardware. You know, like also the Genesis true. version of a game is gonna be different from the Super Nintendo version and the NES version because they're they're so different on what they could and couldn't do. And then at a certain point, technology kind of caught up. Like, well, this is just what it sounds like now because you can make it sound like whatever you want. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the video games we discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback Forum page over on Facebook. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. But honestly, we do most of our discussing over on Discord now. Yes, sir. Just go to the Geek Hey Discord and uh, look for the Waveback channel. It's there, and we have a lot of 
fun discourse on Discord. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at pk.com. <laughs> and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. And here's my obligatory, no, I haven't forgot about Waveback Overplay. I've simply run out of time for everything in my life. <sighs> I am going to get back onto it. I'm going to. Anyway, uh, we're going to leave you tonight with a song called uh, Heist. It's from uh, near the end of the game. I was going to put like the ending music, but the ending music is really not much of a song. Uh, it's kind of just a reprise of the, the Conquer the King in the beginning. There's a little bit of speech, and then it's just a lot of kind of sounds. So uh, I decided to just go with Heist. So it's a neat little tune. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, and if you don't, then you can turn it off because the episode's over. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're we'll be back. You're spicy tonight. And, uh, I like it. We'll, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll figure out how to get ourselves back on back on schedule. But I'm super excited for Snake Rattle and Roll. Yes, 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 uh, yes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, have a great night.
Who's this guy? If you think you're coming this way, you can think again. Oh, you're a real charmer. I just want to get past, please. No, I don't think so. I've only just got comfy. Have you ever sat on a piece of gothic architecture for 200 years? Gets right up your ass, you know. Thought it was about time to move on to a bridge, say. And I'm not moving now. Isn't it a little bit early in the day to start talking about gothic architecture? <laughs>